This is the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. Does it classify you as an adult to own an umbrella? What's the other one you use? Grubhub or something? Grubhub? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not getting it for you. So now he's the yawn guy? This is the BMB Network, and you're listening to the 55th podcast of the Bull Mountain Brothers. Uh, what's up, boys? 55. 55, yeah. 55 We're, whole episodes, man. Yeah. We might, I don't know if we'll hit 100 this year, but it's, I mean, we mm. could actually, we could make it happen if we wanted to. Yeah, if we wanted to, but I, I think as a thing Mathematically. Goes, it'll, it'll be probably year. January, February of next year, yeah. but whatever. Anyways. Um, It'd be yeah, cool. Matt, Matt's not with us today. It's the three amigos. Um, yeah, a little bit more different than we've been the last couple of weeks. We've had two wonderful Different guests, huh? <laughs> that was a struggle. <laughs> I wasn't like... Well, he doesn't struggle any less when I wasn't here. trying to like not say anything inappropriate, I guess. I just was trying to come up with a good transition conversation piece uh, there. Um, the train is off the tracks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, no, i just saying it's been, it's been fun. I, I will say that um, like I feel a little worn out right now. Like legitimately, just like with everything we've been up to and the stuff we're like working on behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, we're here two to three times a week currently, which is like up from once a week. What are a lot? Um, next week's gonna be even crazier. We're gonna have to be somewhere like almost every day next week, which is crazy to think. But um, yeah, I'm like I'm like a little. I have a little bit of jet lag just from like it's this, been a roller coaster lately. The stuff that we've been working on and um i guess it's kind of nice to just be us here talking um with the three of us because we can be a little more laid back but in conclusion i I think it was i think it was fun to have uh, you know our first zoom call and then you know of course introduce everyone to the guys that you always hear about every podcast Right. right it is it is pretty nice when it is just the the three three of us where we can kind of just like necessarily we don't have everything figured out what we're going to do for this podcast, but three of us think collectively that we can make something worth your time to listen to. You know? Well, and I think what's fun too is like, um, we kind of had a little, I mean, we always have little meetings before the podcast to talk about what we're going to talk about, but, um, tonight really is going to go like 18 different directions. And I think that's more fun too, because then we can hit a lot of subject matter that we normally wouldn't hit when it's like a specific fishing podcast or hunting podcast or right. something like Because we are branded in a sense. Right. We're branded to the outdoors. We have right. a general sense of direction we like to go, but it's not out of pocket for us to... When it's the three of us. When it's the three of us, it's not out of pocket to, for us to... Can you imagine more. though if like we were like that podcast, which I don't... I guess I can only really think of one that I've you know religiously watch that it is just the one guy the entire time you know he doesn't really have guests on and i mean he sticks to one thing just of his demographic and basically what he has to offer but could you imagine if it was just like us three every week every week I mean, we could... it was us three for a long time actually i heard something interesting today uh i was listening to a podcast where they're talking about how in the podcast world, if you like miss a week, like you have like a month's worth of things to talk about when you come back. And it's like, I think we have the, that little bit of a nice thing to have when we have guests on here, because then of course, when we have guests, we don't really talk about, I mean, we've kind of been doing a little bit of a 
thing in the beginning um before their interviews but like now we could have an entire episode of just like what we've been up to and some conversation pieces that we wouldn't have normally got to excuse me Mm -hmm. it is nice i mean just the three of us is fantastic on its own it is great when we get these guests on here because everybody that comes on the show is high caliber to us we wouldn't book anybody that we didn't think could offer um something genuine towards uh good listening experience realistically i mean i was gonna say outdoors but i mean it it always hasn't been outdoors i mean we we've had guests on here talk about farming we've had guests on here talk about fencing we've had guests on here talk about classic cars i mean it's just Turp bikes, racing, yeah. Yeah. everything. I mean, it's just a smorgasbord. I think. I think our. If I would really classify what we do, um, like of course it's like ninety percent outdoors. I mean, that's what we market everything for. But um, like ho- like just hobby oriented podcast. You know I mean, just like yeah. like high adventure. You know, I've, I actually saw a great quote the other day. Um, I don't remember where it was from, and I. <sighs> Yeah, I can't remember, but um, the quote basically was like, at what point does a hobby turn into a job? You know what I mean? Like, it's like if you think about it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but when you like really dig deep into the meaning of that, it kind of, it's true. I mean, at what point, like, at, at what point does Bull Mountain Brothers become, or Bull Mountain Brothers podcast become not a hobby? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just really... Yeah. I feel like your your hobby comes to a Y in the road and either it turns into a passion, it turns into a job. Whereas like you do it to do it or you do it because you love doing it. But the thing is though, is like, I mean, if you think of like hobbies, I don't think it should be split as a passion or a job. I think, I mean, if you think about it, it's it's gotta be like your hobby is something that you're obviously passionate about and you would love doing it every day of your life. Well, I think this, I think this took a route like six months ago where it was took away from like a hobby and turned into, it is a job, like legitimately is it, this is, this is a job that I don't get paid to do, but it's a job nonetheless. Right. But at the same time, you love doing it. Most days. Yeah. So I guess not necessarily a why on the road, but I, it can be both. I will ask you guys this now that we're on the on the tangent of uh, podcasting, do you guys feel like there was between episode one and 55 now that there was a stretch of weeks because we record every week that you were like, shit, I have to do a podcast tonight. Like, did you ever feel like that? Yes and no. I mean, there was definitely weeks where you're like, man, I have so much stuff going on i feel like to just to add you, on top of it but then you're like you get here and you're like okay let's do this let's roll i feel like what i saw the change and i i think july got stagnant like something happened in july where it was just like that that exact feeling that you're talking about july of last year and i think that it took like kevin and chance windsor coming on to like reignite like something what you're like covering your entire face with oh, your hand. I don't really care. Um, that took, I don't know, they like changed things for me, I guess. I don't know. 
Like, obviously, like, every week I'm putting as much as I can into it, but it's just, like, July got weird, I feel. And then, like, right at, right at like, right then is, like, when things took a different route. Well, I feel like, like I was saying, July got super busy, and we were just, like, running here and running there and running here and there and still, like, struggling to put a podcast together because you're putting your thought elsewhere and not into the podcast. I mean, when we have time to actually sit down and come up with an idea, it makes it seem less stagnant than when we just like, all right, we're all here. Let's do this. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is a conversation we've had a million times. I don't really want to go any further into it, but um, I guess where my mind went lately is it's weird for me to think, and I'm not going to say like, I'm not putting, I'm putting in as much effort today as I put in, day one into the podcast every week but i feel like my mental focus and shit like my mental shift right now has like like my mind is covering all of our projects right now more than it is covering like this if that makes sense i i could agree with that um mainly because i don't think to this caliber where we're at now that we have um We've had special projects in the past, but they don't meet on a they scale. They're not even the same caliber. As as what we're working on now, which I feel like is, it's a new uh, adventure for us to, you know, take on. But um, we're obviously doing it the way we should. And it is a lot more work because it's not, I mean, in the past it was more so like a, communicate with somebody handshake there you go it's done now it's kind of like we're getting into some you know bigger and better things as you do in the media world and it does take a lot of time and it, i mean we that conversation that we had last night after that meeting was geez we need to we need an assistant you know what i mean like because everything <laughs> we're know. doing and it's like i just said we just need an assistant just to keep our keep on track of what we're doing yeah yeah for sure but um i think that uh oh my gosh i had a good thing to say i lost it but um as far as the podcast goes it seems like that was something that could take care of itself for a long time i mean like of course in the beginning when you didn't know what you're doing like it took so much time out of your day just to get get something posted but now that like like ramsey himself is even doing videos in like 30 minutes which is like if I look back six months ago, it was like that was not even a thing I could even comprehend. You know, <laughs> we had like a two week schedule on videos and stuff like that back then. You know, yeah, and then and then like my main goal for twenty twenty three is like I don't want to have anything not posted correctly, right? And we had some YouTube stuff already happen this year. Um, it's nice that we got like basically got the train rerouted back on the track, and everything's starting to flow. Like I, there was just like some I don't know. I don't know why it happened. Well, it was because Ramsey went to California, let's be honest. Um, but so we're going to probably end up showing those episodes like just randomly. You know what I mean? Um, Which is exactly what you're talking about. You don't want that to happen anymore. Yeah, that's like the last time I want to see that happen. I think that we, and of course I was so new, that was something that like you had to fix and figure out how to not make it happen again. And now we have all the all the YouTube video, everything that involves a podcast, in my opinion, is something that is like a well-oiled machine now. Yeah, like if you think about when you go to work every day and like I'll just compare it to what I do, like um I can do like some jobs at work with like not even thinking about it. Um and then you know like you know that you can 
handle that task no matter what. That's how the podcast is for me now. Or it's just like, there's nothing really, I mean, we've had everything go wrong that could possibly go wrong. So it's like, I don't really have anything. <laughs> well, easy now, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I like, I like to be able to focus more on like, I'm, I'm kind of like schooling myself on how to use Photoshop. And like every week, I'm pretty like, good at it. I feel like I'm getting like some some bigger, like I'm, I'm doing better every week, learning more stuff. And I think that really goes a long ways for this company. It makes it look like more professional and leads us into a lot of these dreams that we're trying to do. Yeah, you definitely make it easier on me because you can be the, uh, the the clickbait guy now. Oh, the thumbnail? The thumbnail guy because that's like... I'd get the video finished and I start posting it to YouTube and they're like, what's your thumbnail? I'm like, oh yeah, I got to do that now. And it takes me almost as long to make a thumbnail as it does to make a actual YouTube video. And it's kind of funny too, is like, I don't know. I, I, it seemed, I thought that we were going to, we got to a point in January. It was like, we have all this equipment, we have all the cameras, whatever. And I'm just going to be super happy with how it looks. But then it's like, I, I just know, and we've been talking about this, like we know we need studio lighting. And that, until that happens, I can't take hmm. the thumbnails to the next level. Which is funny because we had that conversation <coughs> two and a half months ago about the studio is like above what it can be at this point. You know what I mean? Like what it's capable of. And we're like, okay, we don't need to buy, you know, we don't need any more studio equipment. Like we've, we, that is the you know, the main thought the last eight months of this company was getting the correct studio stuff so it could make everyone's life easier. Right. But now we're like, oh, wait, you know, we when we built this place, like we, we thought of the lighting, but I guess the problem was is none of us had enough experience in Right. The lighting video. from up top is really good, yeah. but as you can see, these uh, giant shadows on mine and Sean's faces yeah. kind of... It wasn't like it, it. It was great. It was a great thought. We just we just didn't have the education back to be like, no, you need you know you need it angled, blah blah whatever. But like now, it's like okay, we just need to have big studio lights behind these cameras to like present ourselves better. If I if I was looking back on it, I would I almost wish that like I don't know like right above the corners of the the table here, like up there, that we would have put like light fixtures and had those ones that like. Make like a the long spotlights. Bar yeah. a spot. Like I, if looking back on it, that would have been ideal because then we wouldn't have any. Because that's what you run into now. Like we got tripods in here and all kinds of stuff, and like we're running out of foot space. Um, but yeah, Sean makes a good point. I think that we have basically purchased everything we're going to purchase. I mean, obviously, could you upgrade? Like, could we upgrade a camera down the road? Yeah, but is it necessary at this moment? I don't think so. Um. But I think the only thing that would be next is like, and this is crazy to say with how new the studio is, like a new location is the only thing that would be um, just for more square footage. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we would design our next studio to have um, a way to have all the equipment in its own separate room and have someone running it. For sure. Or having Ramsey in, a, in the closet. <laughs> God, they're just like super set on this idea of putting me over there actually <laughs> putting me in a corner somewhere way away from everybody and i just i don't understand well actually i think what would be cool too is like if we kept the desk that we have um 
and then like but extended one side to have all the equipment computer equipment or like you and sean switch seats definitely like uh some cable management and some leg room would be absolutely fantastic. Like I could see that though. Like you and Sean switch and extend yours a little bit, and then you can have your own little section over there. Yeah, I mean that wouldn't be the worst. I kind of, kind of got that going now. I got a bunch of stuff over in the corner over here, and then a bunch of stuff that you can kind of see next to my laptop here. We'll, we'll even like we'll sweeten the pot. We'll like put some monitors on the ceiling and stuff, so you can just like, you know. <laughs> It's going to be like a radio show where like you have the main guest and then they pan over to the guy in the glass box and you're just like. Oh. Yeah, or like uh, we'll have like a, a teleprompter up there so Ramsey can talk every episode. Well, I was just going to say as much as I talk, you probably wouldn't even need me and it'd be on the video. Well, you'd be like a producer, like the, I'm just giving you shit. That um, is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, I think you can tell in our tone that we're like kind of, kind of burnt, man. Just kind of like there's so much going on between. I think we're really flat tonight. I, I do. I think it's like super. Um, I think we need to like. Do you want me to switch camera I'm and trying, let one of us talk to you? No, I'm trying to think of something uh, kosher <laughs> to talk about. So, uh, energy drink. We need an energy drink. I think. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily know why Riley's. I feel kind of upbeat right I now. I feel good. I don't know what's going on with you. What's what's happening? Uh, I, I actually I went to the store and bought a smaller pair of pants and I fit them and it yeah. feels fantastic. That's good. So I'm in a good right mood there. now. That is good. And I, I also am in a good mood too. I just like, you know, we talk about these products. Like I spent most of my days in 2022, if I was like on the phone running anything for this company, it was like networking. Um, talking to the guys about what we're going to do on the podcast. And now I spend 90% of my day that's spent on the phone, like with everything else but that. And it's like, my mind is just all over. And I'm just like Ramsey, Ramsey and I had a Idaho steelhead trip planned this weekend. And we, we kiboshed it. Yeah. Well, most of that started out cause, uh, I took my fly rod to, someone's bachelor party and i have no idea where it's at and with everything that's going on i'm like man i'm not gonna go drop a few hundred dollars on a new pole and a new reel is it too personal to bring bring up like what's going on no no i don't think so well i'm rain we've always been fully transparent about like what goes on in our lives as well i mean obviously there's some personal things that we don't want to talk about but recently, um, like outside of Bull Mountain Brothers, Ramsey and I work together and that company has come under new ownership and a lot of changes are being made. Um, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird new experience for me because you're talking to someone right now that like I never even did a job interview in my entire life. I've been working in this place since I was 16. Um, and things have been like, it's not really changing a whole lot. I mean, of course I'm required to do a little bit more, but I mean, like not really required to do more. Just, I kind of got to watch what I'm doing. And that in itself has been a challenge. But along with that, Ramsey is taking on a new adventure with, you know, and he's moving on, he's going somewhere else. And 
was crazy. And I guess what, you know, we have things allocated for trips because we've talked about this before. When we want to go on a hunting trip or fishing trip, it's all planned out a month before. It's all money is allocated per trip. Like when we went to um, ice fishing trip with the boys, there was money for food, for this, for that, that was allocated outside of your normal realm of, you know, how home bills, you know, mortgages, rent, diesel bill, heat bill, the usual stuff that everyone on the planet's used to. We have funds that are allocated, you know, our extra funds that we talked about. And basically this company took over March 1st and the way that things rolled out, we will not get another paycheck till the 22nd. So when you're used to getting a check every 10 days, I'm kind of in a position where that's making things difficult. And not only that, we're not getting paid for almost a month and we have two trips back to back weeks. Well, it was like, it was like the timing was just insanely crazy. Ramsey and I haven't been on a plane flight since before COVID probably. Well, I guess you went to Mexico, but Canada was, well, no, Mexico would have been the last place I went. I was in, in 20, 2020. 20. Yeah. And, uh, so we have all these trips planned in March and then all of a sudden this gets dropped on you and you're like, Oh God. Well, Ramsey and I going to California. Non-refundable plane tickets. I had to make a decision. And I'm going to be honest with you. I hope this doesn't hurt feelings around here, but I would have rather gone to Idaho than California because that's a once a year trip for literally like the Holy Grail of trout. You know what I mean? Steelhead. And, you know, California's going to be fun. Obviously, we're going with Matt, meeting Matt there. It's a, Going deep sea fishing. We're going to go fishing there, but, and again, I guess that's a once a year thing, but like that other thing kind of means something to me in a little way, but I don't know. It's just one of those things where we had to make big boy decisions if we want to, you know, we have a shed hunting trip, a big one planned in April 1st, and then we have the turkey hunt we got to work. I mean, obviously, Bull Mountain Brothers takes care of that, but there's just too much going on at one time. And then Ramsey truck broke down. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, it was just like one thing after the other. And it was like, when does it end? But it's like, what, what how am I going to feel if, um, I just, we think we just decided would we feel better if we didn't go. And it pains me to say, cause like, we try to bring some sort of outdoor content to this all the time too. Like it affects us too, but yeah, we had to, we had to bail. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a fun thing to do. I mean, we sat down last night and talked about it for a half an hour, but it was the lesser of the evils when it came to, I mean, we're going to California. We got hotels booked. We got a rental car booked. We have plane tickets that we can't get a refund on. I mean, it's just logistically, it made so much more sense just because, you know, we drive the pickup down when we go to, to Steelhead Fish. It's like, well, we're not putting anybody out by not going, whereas we'd really put ourselves out if we didn't go to California. Right. And I think I had a, that's another thing that like I was kind of thinking about too. And I don't know how you feel about this, Sean, but 
when we're doing these like giveaways and stuff, like I feel some sort of sense of responsibility to go out in the public and try to get as many people opportunity for our giveaways. And that was a thing too. It was just like, it was in the back of my mind this whole week where it was like, if I'm gone this weekend, I'm gone next weekend. That either puts everything on Sean because Matt's gone for three weeks. Matt's out of the equation until um, uh, the turkey come, raffle. We all come back the same. Well, the I mean, he gets he gets back. four days of the turkey raffle left this year right. where we get three weeks. And I was like, it's either we put this all on Sean's shoulders or like I have to make a decision. Like this, this definitely weighed the decision of not going where it was like, we need at least one or two more nights to try and get people involved in this mm-hmm. because, you know, I, it's it means a lot to me. I, I want to raise enough money for Starlight Foundation that we can pay an entire hunter's wages to go on a hunt. And to do that, we need to sell as many tickets as possible. And like that weighs on me and that, that weight on that decision. I just like, I mean, is that something you've been feeling too at all or? I mean, I look at it as, is any scenario is, well, tech, I mean, necessarily the way I guess I look at it, it was, I was going to hold off a little bit on saying this, but it, it is, it's not just for, you know, it's not just us in this scenario. Like the main reason that we kind of came up with the idea of doing a second annual is because we could partner with Starlight. Um, we'll just be honest. I mean, you we at all had some sort of conversation between the three of us about not doing that yeah, ever again. We, we right. definitely like the, realistically at the end of, um, I mean, shit, this had to have been probably June of last year. We're like, we're definitely not ever doing a turkey hunt again. And then Matt came to us and was like, uh, let's do another turkey hunt and we're going to partner with Starlight. And we're like, okay, let's do it. You know, that sounds great. And then got all the information put together. And so it is, it really is like Riley said, it's like, we're not out there pushing anything for BNB. It's like, we want to make Starlight. We want to give Starlight Foundation as much as we possibly can. And so that obviously has changed our, our sales tactic like we did last year i mean last year was kind of it was stagnant it was hard it was very difficult to even go out and try and and sell turkey tickets you know yeah because it's like uh can you spend and last year i believe they were 20 dollars a piece or 25 i don't Uh, remember 25 it was like can i take 25 of your dollars to support three um 20 year olds and a fifth 80 year old and an 80 year old yeah Uh, it was hard to 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 buy camera equipment and stuff and and I don't know like what people don't I don't think and people may realize this because we talk about it but this essentially is like we haven't taken a single dime from this company personally ever like this is this is a company that won't take a profit until our other projects go into play like the podcast and the raffles and stuff like that goes that reinvests right into the company and it reinvests in us to to do more stuff with the nonprofit organizations. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing that that decision we made with um partnering with Starlight was like had it not been for Starlight, we wouldn't be doing a second no, annual. No. And definitely not. Shooting ourselves in the foot again when we decided because I think it was what end of last year we were like, yeah, let's do 
let's do this with Starlight or whatever. Yeah, it was like November, I want to say, of 2022. And we're like, all right, let's get tickets rolling out as soon as possible. And then life happened, and here we are. When did we start selling tickets? Like Middle of January. Middle of well, January. Well, and I think that what we were dealing with in December was like trying to put an emphasis into that finale, which is hilarious because we never even posted the film from that, which I find to be super funny. But we focused on that, and it took focus away from the turkey hunt. And so, yeah, we again, we only really had two months to do this. But, I mean, does it feel like we're doing better? Or I don't know. It feels like the same to me. It's so difficult. I mean, seriously, like, if the people out there listen... And have an idea of like what it's what it takes to sell somebody a turkey hunt. I mean, it's it's not easy. You know what I mean? It's not it's not like if somebody out there thinks that we came up with this turkey hunt last year to make as much money as we possibly could, you're crazy. Because how many people in the state of Montana <laughs> want to buy a turkey raffle ticket? It there. wasn't it wasn't us going out and trying to make as much money as we possibly could. It was us going out and saying, this is what we can offer the public. You know, like this is a, it, at the end of the day, it truly is a uh, benefit and a service to charge somebody that much for a turkey hunt because, I mean, a $4,500 deal for at last year's price at $25, that's insane. I mean, that's, it's crazy. And I mean, yeah, it was a turkey, but still, I mean, if you're an avid outdoorsman hunter, any scenario, whether, and clearly the people that didn't buy turkey raffle tickets last year and haven't bought this year and are avid outdoorsmen have never gone spring turkey hunting, but that's a blast. But that was the problem. It's like, it's hard. It's like, you know, if we show up to somebody go, Hey, do you want to go shoot a 350 inch elk for a $40 raffle ticket? They're going to be like, yep. Yeah. Let me get 15 of them. Yeah. But I think that, and you've made a great point many a times where you have put an emphasis on, and it's not really your sales pitch, just your conversation piece about the, the turkey raffle, where it's basically like, we're not only selling you the opportunity to shoot a turkey and, and, and to shoot a turkey where you can call it in, have a close contact, get in with a bunch. I mean, we're talking a lot of turkeys. Like you're seeing turkeys every spot you go to. And you're in turkeys. It's it's just like being in a rut fest of elk. It's just a bunch of turkeys mm-hmm. going mad. It really bridges the gap between the off season. Yeah, between you know that and fall hunting season. But other than that, we spent we had great memories with Dylan doing a lot of other things too. Driving around, showing Dylan the ranch, showing him that they're you know he gets to see. We saw I think we saw some bulls with horns still on them oh, last yeah. year. Um, we saw we saw almost every animal you could see, and and for me that I've always enjoyed just being able to see animals makes me I get excited to do that. Yeah. Um. And then we did some great eating. You know, we played some poker. We we did some outside stuff. I mean, it wasn't all about the turkey hunt itself. No. It was it was an experience, and I had a great time getting to know. That's really I didn't know Dylan beforehand. Just you know, we had spoke to him on the podcast, obviously, and he's a friend of yours, but uh, I really thought we got to know him pretty well and, and had a really fun time. And then that's that's the experience that we can bring to people. Yeah. Which people I have had conversations with about the turkey hunt, they don't understand the extracurricular that comes with that 
now $40 ticket. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not a turkey hunt where you just go and, you know, it's a bunch of dudes out there and we're like, oh, there's a turkey. Shoot it. Okay, you're done. All right, All right cool. See, see you later. <laughs> it's it's no, it's like we're you're out there getting a full experience of a I mean top ten places to be in Montana, um, as far as property. And it I mean, like Riley said, the amount of wildlife you see, um, just there's historical structures on the property and I mean, his, I mean, historical nature structures on the property and just like the sites you see and everything and the, and the, the atmosphere of all of us being able to, you know, gel with any person that would win this ticket. The food's great. I mean, it's, it's like, if you're an outdoorsman, it's a great, weekend it might be one that you'll never forget you know what i mean and not only that you get um to bring someone with you that's what i was gonna say (laughs) uh (laughs) like you you not only get to do that with yourself you get to have two people experience that kind of adventure together and i mean we saw some and, and i know that our market audience for montana uh this region wyoming idaho Colorado, Oregon, Washington, you know, big game hunters and stuff. Like they don't really feel this as much as I know the East coast and South, you know, the Southern guys feel about turkeys. You know what I mean? It's a way different. And that's why I, I wish that our laws were correct or not correct, but better, different. So we could sell online or that we could sell to out of Montana because I know those guys back East would go nuts for an opportunity like this. Um, I had a question actually to ask you because we've talked about this quite a bit. Do you think that the reason that the turkey hunting is better in the South is because the deer deer hunting is less? Where at the South? I don't. Oh, think the, the deer hunting deer hunting's less. ten times more. You, you, you can shoot like, like you can shoot like ten whitetail in a season. No, 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 no. That's what I'm okay. Not saying less is less is more in that sense, but I'm saying like they're not out hunting mountain mule deer like the typical Montanan tries to do every year. I mean, you got whitetail down there and things like that, but I mean, the offering of... Are you trying to say that people love turkey more because in Montana I can go out and I can hunt elk one day, I can hunt mule deer one day, I can hunt antelope the next day? Season overlap, things like that, yes. So you're looking at down south that you can shoot, you can basically shoot white-tailed deer or turkeys or pigs yeah that's that's what i'm saying is like the less is not more in that sense and so turkey would be like our elk and animal exactly i mean i think that's realistically why that turkey hunting <laughs> is so big down there is because I get what, you're saying. what else do you i mean yeah i wouldn't shot at what do they say down there i wouldn't shot at eight point whitetail yeah. and you know oh what do you do from there you know what I mean? It's like, oh, turkey hunting's coming up. You know, like any upland bird and waterfowl is obviously big down there, but it's like, you guys can't go out and shoot. You guys can't track bulls at 7,500 feet above sea level in the thick timber and try and scream them, scream at them to have them scream at you and then come running at you to be able to shoot them. You know what I mean? Like that's the, yeah. I mean, like if you're the luckiest guy in the world, you could hunt up here. You could hunt deer. You could hunt either species. 
in the same year, you can hunt elk. You can hunt moose. You can shoot one of each species. You can shoot one of each species. You can shoot a moose. You can shoot a goat. You can shoot a sheep. At one given time in Montana, you can shoot turkey, elk, deer, bear, sheep, moose, goat. Goat. Am I missing? Buffalo. Buffalo. I mean, like. Also easier said than done. Right. I almost right. got the Rocky Mountain sweep last year and it was a lot of freaking work. Right. But right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That was like, what do you. But like, you have those opportunities. I mean, they have, like you said, white-tailed yeah. deer. They have turkeys. And I would say turkeys as close to elk hunting as you could get. And I would get yeah. excited but to do know, that. What's down crazy there. too is you think about it, like squirrel hunting is big. Oh, yeah. In the, in the you know, like we and talked then, about it. Probably for the same reason. I know. And it's, it's, <clears throat> it's weird. I think that's why down south you see a lot more guys that are like, so I know that we ourselves personally, our niche group in this room right now are like, you tell me the percentage you think, and then we'll come up with a common ground here. 60, 40, 55, 45 For on, what? For on what? hunting fishing. Mm. Oh, dude, I, I mean. I'd say 60, 40. I don't know if I'd say that high. I know a lot of guys that are crazy avid hunters. No, in this no, room. In this room, in this room. Between oh, the, in this Between room? us three right now. I'd say oh. 60, 40. Because when I'm fishing, I'm thinking about hunting. I'd almost go 70, 30 on that. On hunting on hunting more. Yeah. And and I think that the guy five years ago. No, I'd be it's hundred because I re did, flip them. Yeah. Yeah, but like the way I look at it, like down. Wait, south, are you saying 70 fishing and 30 hunting? Yeah. Oh, right oh. now? See, I'm no, 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 no. I'm saying 70 hunting. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now so you okay. said five years ago, it's it's flipped. yeah, five years ago. So why I look at the guys in the south is they're like 50 50 because there's so much better fishing. I mean, think about it. like you live in Florida, you can hunt those things that we just talked about. You can hunt turkey, deer, um, pigs, uh, alligators if you really wanted to, but then you also have some of the best sea fishing in the world. You have tarpon, this and that. And I, so you have sea, you have deep sea fishing. You have, I think, some of the be- biggest largemouth bass come out of oh, yeah, that region, yes. Um, so you see a lot more guys that are outdoorsmen that are like 50-50 or more fishing and hunting, um, whereas like you come up here, and I would say like you said the 70-30, I bet there's a lot of, there's, I know for a fact that there's some some probably 95-5s or some 110, 100 zeros up here where they're just hunters. Math. I know, I, I messed <laughs> it up, but you get what I'm saying? There's like, there's guys up here that are just hunters. And, and of course, down south is there too. Yeah, I mean, like you've ran into, like all of us have ran into a guy that's like, you know, he's at... Okay, insane bow hunter and you know likes to go out and shoot a mule deer with his with his rifle every year but then it's like you bring up like fishing and like typically those guys are the are the guys that are like i only fish for one species you know and like this one style of fishing and that's all i do and i don't want to do it fishing down on the river in yeah the it's like walleyes the only fit like i ran into a lot of guys i know a lot of guys that are like avid archery elk hunters and you know they do enjoy rifle mule deer hunting and it's like the only fish they'll ever go after is walleye and they only know how to do it one way mm-hmm. and they will not do anything else like if you ask me like hey i'm gonna go fly fishing for trout they're gonna be like to hell with that i'm gonna go get in my boat and go troll for walleye they're like look at you and they're like uh you uh fly fish do you wear a skirt too you know what i mean like there's those there's, <laughs> i didn't know that was a thing that was no yeah there's a lot of guys that think, i know i oh, know you fly, fly fish. fish fly fishing is definitely like the more do you eat caviar fancy. it was like and, the fancy yeah and, the fancy and salmon yeah um yeah. but yeah it's like i think i think that when i think of white guys like turkey hunting i think that's i think you're right on par i think you started out with a conversation not not 
Uh, so I'm not understanding what you're saying, but I, I think after clarifying that, that makes all the sense in the yeah. world. Um, going back to the turkey hunt for a second, we should probably bring up the fact that when we posted about this on Facebook this week, um, if you've been kind of looking at the dates and that's why you purchased a turkey raffle ticket, we're, we apologize. Um, we had a little bit of a outfitter issue with dates and we had to push back a weekend just because of some things that came up on their end. So if you're looking at like this year, you draw a ticket, um, and you still want a ticket. Um, it's like the 19th, 20th, 21st, that's not right. Yep. Uh, that is the weekend we're doing it this year. If for those who purchased and that's not a good weekend or those who are going to purchase is not a good weekend, we will honor this hunt through next year. So, and I would say if we honor it through next year, then you probably get first dibs on, on what weekend you want to do, but we're not going to make it. So like, if you can't go, then you lose it in someone else. You know, if you win, you win. We'll just figure out a way to make it happen. But the only date we can do this year is the 19th, 20th, 21st. It just happened to be that way. And uh, we apologize because we did market it that way, but um, it just that is what it is, right? Um, I guess do you guys have anything else on the turkey hunt? I don't think so. It's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, definitely worth it. I'm very much. I mean, we talked a little bit, not really negatively, but like we talked realistically about what's going on with it. Um, I'm very very excited because it it is a fun weekend for sure. Um. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because last year I want to say we did it like, did we do it in April? Like almost? No, it was uh, it was March. I actually it was March seventeenth. No, April. No, no, no. April seventeenth. The hunt itself. It was March seventeenth. April. There's no way it was in March because the season doesn't start till April. I think you're getting mixed up on months here because our turkey raffle. It was April (laughs) seventh. The 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 raffle didn't even end. Till like March 24th of last year, too. I was, uh, yeah, let me look at this. It, I think it's like, it was like the third weekend in April, I want to say. April 17th was the day we Was went. we went? Okay. Yeah. So, so I had March and April months mixed up. So. Um, we're doing it a month later. Which so. probably going to be, should be better comparative to what you guys did last year. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, that's another reason I'm excited is because last year we had to hunt in the snow. That sucked ass. Yeah. That made the turkey hunting way harder. I mean, obviously we got it done, but um, this year there should be no snow, knock on wood. And then also what I noticed, because I, I ended up guiding after that. After Turkey we left. Rut. Yeah, I, I guided straight through the rut. And it lasted, middle of May was like bananas. It was easy peasy, a little bit of, little bit of calling, a little bit of decoy use. And they were, they were diving in. So yeah. whoever wins should be a hell of a time. For sure. Um, I guess that's it for that little talk right now. We're going to go to break and we come back. I have some more kind of updates on some things. Uh, just I'm trying to get them at the the mid to beginning of the episode instead of the end to, to get some more people, uh, some more ears on on some of the things we're going through. And then right. I think we have a couple segments and then uh, that's it for today. So yeah. uh, we'll be right back. I just wanted to take a moment of your time to talk to you about one of our sponsors, F&H Contracting and Fence, located in Billings, Montana. If you're looking to spruce up your yard or want a little more privacy for them summer backyard barbecues, or maybe you just need part of your fence repaired. Contact our friends at FNH Contracting and Fence by texting 406-661-7484. From front yards to farmyards and even chain link to vinyl, they've got you covered. Now back to the action. We have some housekeeping to do, some couple I mean we talked about the turkey hunt. That's been 
essentially played out, I guess, for this episode. Mm -hmm. um, but as you can see, nicely laid out in front of me. I'll move this over. Nice uh, BL surprise. What? I don't even know. What it is. <laughs> it's BL smoothie. BL smoothie. Sorry. Foggy. Um, <laughs> my mom just texted me because my puppy had surgery and I guess she's all not doing well. So what? I don't know. That sounded really drastic. She said she's all bruised up from it. She just took oh. a picture of it. She got fixed. It's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, as you can see here, we have something that we really haven't talked about, but we kind of have. We advertised it. It went so... We sold so many of them so quickly that we never really did any marketing for it. But we thought towards the end of... I mean, uh, Waterfowl is done everywhere now. I believe. Would it be odd for Sean to get up and zoom in with the camera? Yeah, maybe. Well, you could probably bring one to the camera if you'd like. I can do that. Um, our little, our little in-house Bull Mountain Brothers Vanna White. Switch. We will pro. We will more than likely have more of these available for next season. But um, as for oh, here it comes. Here it comes. The BMB duck call that we've we've done a little advertising it's be for. So it. yeah, no, that looks no, just so back bad. up, back up, and ah, oh, yeah, there, there it is. That's beautiful. Beautifully done. Um. So yeah, we have four or no, we have five of these left. There's a green one that is not on Sean, the table. You have woman's hands. Okay, that's definitely that's definitely more than enough. Thank you, thank you, Sean. Wait. Thank you, Sean. Can't call. Please stop. Um, <laughs> Wrong end. He's trying so hard. Oh God, <laughs> terrible. Quack quack. Um. So yeah, we we wanted to let our listeners know. <laughs> thank you, Ramsey. Um, that we have Sounded exactly the same that I did. <laughs> These four that are on the table are the ones we have left. Um, if you'd like to purchase one, um, what's a good way for them to purchase one right now? Should Con I put them in the store? Just contact one of us. Well, that's we're kind of torn right now on on how we should do that because of the limited supply we have left. Do we put them on the store, or is it more so a contact? Um, for purchase. Yeah, I guess if you listen to the pod and you saw this here, um, you can message us either on Facebook or Instagram, um, or even email us at bullmtnbrothers at gmail.com. That might be the best. It just it doesn't make sense for us to put it on the website with such limited quantity. You're, you're looking at what we have left. Um, and then we're gonna, I mean, we have another call project that we're working on for next year, and then duck calls probably won't be available again until. November, potentially, depending yeah. on our supplier. But if you want one, they're still available. Like I said, there's five. There's one missing off the table. There's a green one. Um, it's upstairs. But uh, yeah, so we just thought we'd share those off. Sure, sure, sure. Show those off. Share those off. If you'd like one, they're 80 nice. bucks. Um, I really thought that was... Uh, I kind of took lead on marketing for these. Um, I thought $80 was more than fair. They use an echo insert. It's a top... It's one of the better ones uh, that you can use up there with zinc. Um, it's it's more commonly used than it used to be, but um, it's a really good insert. And then the bodies are custom made, um, so eighty bucks for that's actually uh, under most selling value of this type. I mean, obviously there's some duck calls out there for thirty, forty, fifty bucks, but they're like, you know, not cheap. as good a quality. Yeah, they're way cheap. Um, Don't ask me. Yeah, don't ask Sean about ducks. Sean and the birds. But uh, as far as duck calls go, um, 
the the genre that these ones are in are usually like 110 to 150 bucks. So at at 80 bucks, we're pretty we're pretty happy with that selling price. We think it's good for uh, you guys that are purchasing, and it works for us too. So uh, those are available. This will be the last marketing we can do on a podcast for this, but if you're local to Billings or surrounding cities, next week we have two fundraisers going to go in sync with our turkey hunt, uh, which will be Monday night, the 13th. Uh, we're at the High Horse Saloon. What's that? Sean's trying to help me remember on the sideline. No, you're good. You're good. Um, we're going to start at 6 o'clock. Sean, Sean's still trying. He's throwing me. No, no, no. I'm t- you're good. Oh, yeah. He's, he wants to He wants to see himself. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Monday night, the 13th, we're doing the... <laughs> you could have just reached over here and touched I should have. I should have. Uh, <laughs> we will have the fundraiser at the High Horse Saloon in Billings, Montana. Yep. Um, to raise uh, more money for the Starlight, to advertise our turkey hunt. Turkey tickets will be sold. Um, as well as merchandise we'll have available too. We'll have like a little booth kind of deal there. and For sure. We're going to give away some some turkey tickets. We're going to give away some hats maybe. I'm not sure what we've decided yet. But if you play bingo, you can also, you know, you're going to win some money, but you can also win something from us. So, yeah. Um, <sighs> talk about the second location. Uh, yeah. So the second location would yeah. be the Squire Lounge. Squire Lounge uh, on... March 15th, correct? Yeah, Wednesday the 15th. Yes. Yes. So yeah, we're running... We're going from not ever doing something like this to doing two in one week. So yeah. uh, bear with us. Uh, it'll be... We'll try to do our best. It's just going to be us three, Matt. Uh, like I said, he's gone for three weeks. So um, it'll be the three of us. So come out and have a good time. Hang out with us. Um, play some bingo. We'll have some good conversations. Um, try to get yourself some last... You know, you're, It's going to be the last run of the turkey tickets probably. So if you want one, that's a good place to do it. Um, because, uh, you know, you could, you could win some, you could buy some, I think it'd be a good, good yeah. fun time all around that, you know, I don't know if it's, uh, weird that I'm going to say this now, but that was the, f- the first time I actually went to the Squire was last weekend because oh, yeah. we kind of, we all went and did kind of like a, like a we little went, recon. Yeah. We went and checked it out, you know, to see what, where we'd want to boot our booth to go and like how, you know, the atmosphere and things like that, just to see how it would go, you know, we didn't want to go in blind essentially. Um, It's a fun place. I mean, that was the first time I'd ever been there. And I mean, it was, yeah, it was, wow. I mean, they got a good atmosphere there and I'm sure because at least when we were there, it was a, it was a poker night style, which they do that. uh, I, I don't know the exact days of the week, but um, it was fun. I mean, it was just, it was cool. Um, good atmosphere. You know, the feng shui of the bar is pretty cool. Is it a little, a is it modern? I've never been in there before. No, I, I wouldn't say it's modern, but, uh, just clean and it's friendly. clean. Yeah. And it, like the, basically like take a space, try and fit a bunch of people and sell them alcohol. They did it very well at the square. That's right. Yeah. Well, I that's where we'll be next week. Um, yeah, we got to fit a podcast in in the middle of that. It's gonna be a crazy week next week, but it is. Uh, come check that out. Let's try to pack the place, man. This is a good opportunity for us to build a relationship with these guys. And uh, every time we got a fundraiser going, trying to raise money for a, a nonprofit, it's a good opportunity. We'd like to be able to continue doing it throughout the year for sure. Um, everything else, I believe that we have loaded in the barrel, is all 
top secret confidential. It is. It is. Um, There's, I I hate to say this because like we always, but he's gonna say it. We always have these conversations like off camera and off, um, audio stuff that, or like we kind of like, you know, beat the horse dead in a sense on some things we say, and it's like it's tough because. We've always said, always, that we've got big things coming. You know what I mean? Like, we, that's been... A, I think everyone says that. Yeah, it <laughs> keeps is. you engaged. Yeah, but, like, we do... Like, we've always said that, and we, which we did. There was big things going on, but truly, 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 there is massive things in the works right now that we are doing as Bull Mountain Brothers that is... I mean, it it stretches the horizon so much farther than like what we've done in the past mm-hmm. to like when we say big things, you know what I mean? And <clears throat> to now it's like this, this stuff that we're actually getting into and focusing on and spending these crazy, crazy amount of hours and time um, out of our regular every days. Yeah. And I think that, let me, you guys tell me if you feel this way too. I feel like we're in some sort of weird limbo till the end of March with a lot with like, yeah. You know, like we're so excited to talk about this stuff, but we can't just because uh, it needs to be a finalized product um, that we can bring to you in the most marketable way we can. Like it's beautiful, professional, um, and every all the, you know, the I's and the T's, you know, the dots across, dots across, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the I's are dot the your T's, T's and cross your, your I's. Because <laughs> um, I know we're dropping one thing uh, the beginning of April. Uh, the biggest thing might be uh, that thing we don't know. We don't know if yeah, it's going to be end of May, beginning of May, June, something. Yeah. I have no idea. But it's the start of a, a, a promising future for us. For right? sure. It's huge. And, and it's amazing for you guys too. So uh, stay tuned. Um, like I said, I, I just can't wait to get to the end of March because uh, there's so many cool things that are just, it take, it's like taking everything to the next level. Yeah. It's a lot of moving parts that we yeah. got to get coherent you know what i mean so absolutely um what, what do we got for time here we're about about an hour in so far um sean has a segment he'd like to do and then ramsey and i have a couple things um i'm gonna run there's just something i wanted to talk about for a couple weeks going you know i actually have a couple things we could talk about tonight but we're kind of running running a little fast here um which one do i want to talk about i'll let sean choose do we want to talk about, um, I had a outdoor segment to talk about and I had a, uh, Montana law problem. Outdoor. Outdoor. <sighs> I don't know. So, okay. I'll just tell you what they both are and we'll talk about the other one next week. How's that sound? Okay. Um, my one idea was, uh, in Montana right now, it is the basically the big time for getting tags put putting it for tags right um and my question would be what are you guys doing right now in preparedness and your strategy for um putting in for tags um on the other end the other thing i want to talk about was um let me i gotta want to be accurate here um senate bill 497 This one could go pretty long. The, the first one could go pretty long, and it, and it's still it's still valid next week to talk about tags. The second one, 
let's just talk about the fishing one. Let's stop beating around the bush. Um, what? Ramsey seems like he has a problem. Um, huh? So if you if you <laughs> are a fisherman in Montana and you follow, and I, I believe the first time I saw this was like Montana, it was like Montana fishing something or Montana Western fishing or something like that. Um, and then Sims, the the company Sims said some stuff about this, but essentially what it is, um, and and a lot of people don't aren't as fortunate as Montana. Like I know Wyoming has this law into effect and has for a while, but essentially. Um, I guess I'll just read to you exactly what it is, and then we'll talk about it. So Senate Bill 497 opens the door for individual property owners, counties, and other government landowners to block access to our public waters. It would be a serious blow to Montana's best-in-the-nation stream access law, which allows each and every one of us to float, fish, and paddle Montana's waterways. Um, Even worse, Senate Bill 497 infringes on our right to access streams and rivers for fishing, hunting, floating, and other outdoor recreation pursuits in order to benefit wealthy out-of-state landowners that want to block the public from accessing public waters. Even a tiny change, no matter how small, to, okay, blah, 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 this is an article out of wildmontana.org. Thank you guys for creating a platform that we can read off of. But essentially what it is, is right now in Montana, you can fish anywhere on the river as long as you stay, your feet stay below the high water mark, right? So, which is, it's easily... Easily distinguishable if you're a, if you're a weathered fisherman. Typically, always. I mean, not typically. It has been always that way. Right. Always. Um, which means that, like, if you go into state land or a public access or a, a fishing access, you can walk the river as long as you're basically standing in water or standing on gravel that's below basically the floodplain, um, which is so easily to tell. I mean, you can most rivers in Montana they're they're dug into the ground when they're low um and you're not ha- like you know if you have to stand on the water then you're in the high water mark but there's sometimes where you can see you know like where the where the rivers cut out uh and there's green grass showing on the bank but there's dirt dug out that's that's your high water mark that's your flood plain that's you're you're below uh private land so you could you could go into a fishing access and you could hike 10 miles and fish right where no one else fishes it's it's one of the it's a beauty that montana has because if you have the ambition to go out you can see the beauties of montana the the the, the fishing the hunting opportunities of montana um just by taking that next level and, and there's some untamed ground that you know whereas like versus wyoming i know that basically if you own land you own land to halfway to the halfway point of the river and you can tell people to get the heck off your land or it's trespassing. It's like the same as hunting laws and whatnot. So they're trying to pass that bill for Montana. Now, I will say this is we're a little late on talking about this because as of March 2nd, um, again, here in the wildmontana.org, they, t- they say it's more of an opinion article, but they say thank you to our senators who voted 34 to 16 to defeat a bill undermining Montana's stream access law uh, would have opened the door for individual property owners. Yada, yada. We already talked about this and it would have jeopardized even our freedom to float. So think about that too. Like if you're a drift boat or, or a, uh, a raft, I mean, you're losing your opportunities. I mean, that kills, um, that's got to kill some sort of industry for guiding, right? Oh, for sure. Um, as well as guiding is people fishing floating down the river yeah it it kills the it kills the people you know that you're selling rafts you're selling fishing gear it's going to kill a lot of um 
these uh, fly shops that we've known to love and support over these years, along with the fact that it's ruining our access to st- to streams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yes, basically, it's been for this year, I think, or for this time being, we're safe. But I wanted to bring it to the table to, still to talk about like there was 14 people out there that thought that this was a good idea. So very vaguely, I'm going to say I can see some stance on this. Because people misuse it. Exactly. I mean, you're like, oh, there's a little overflow creek or tributary that comes off of it that might be right in the middle of someone's land. Like, oh, I'm just going to walk through their property to get there because they don't own the water. I can go fish that, you know. Instead of walking down the creek, they'll just, you know, as the crow flies, they'll just walk right through. But wouldn't I I argue that, like, there's shitty people in all law aspects that would try to bend the rules and ignore the rules anyways? Like, I, I, I see what you're saying. You're trying to be the the devil's advocate here and understand both sides here, but like it would kill so much of what we do. Well, and, and I get that, but it's the same thing as, is, <laughs> is gun control. It's not hurting the people that are causing it to become an issue. It's hurting the people that follow the rules. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Basically like how I would, <clears throat> High watermark is an opinionated um it's a gray area stance for sure because if you think about it like take take the Missouri River into account, right? You own land on the Missouri. In 2014 that river was almost as high as it's ever been ever. So you're looking at impeding on private land by I mean I don't know the feet. exact numbers hundred, yeah I mean up to hundreds of thousands right of feet. so it's like you're thinking about it you go well <coughs> typically high water mark is the embankment that is dry that you can walk on that's technically still river property um call it six five to six feet right so in a year with high water that could be 14 feet that ecosystem changes, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it bends and folds to what underwater life would be like. Right. Right. And even like, let's say the river's high one year and there really is no high water mark. Right. Do you walk on well, the property I think or do you walk As the long water? as the water is there, then you're good. But like if, if the water's that high, you're not going to fish it anyway. The thing that <laughs> I like, the way I look at it too is like the Yellowstone. The Yellowstone River Anywhere that it pushes to on any elevation of water, you know where that river's been because the amount of gravel and basically, uh, I get what your guys yeah, are your saying high about water mark could be forty feet. Wide, I get, yeah, I get what you're wide, saying about but, the water being high, but like think about this: you're 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 really making yourself look in in a not knowledgeable as a fisherman. No one's going to be hunting that water when it's. It had high water mark. No one's going to be fishing that. Well, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it, say, the 2014 stuff with Missouri, 
say you're fishing it in 2018, but you look at it and go, well, the high water mark was 14 feet higher. Why can't I walk on this dry stuff? That's what I was getting at. I'm not saying like you're out there when it's that high and you're walking in the water. High water mark yeah, isn't. How dare you call me an unknowledgeable fisherman? <laughs> high water mark isn't where your I'm feet are wet. A, creating a, a conversation here. That that idea of high water mark isn't when you're when you're wet. That's where the water's been. And typically in Montana, on a typical year, it doesn't raise and lower drastically. So it's always the same. But that's what I'm saying. saying. I hear you're saying. Is what, like when you take the Yellowstone into account, that cuts, that river alone cuts so much. Okay. So where do you stand out on this? Oh, I'm against it heavily. You, I mean, high water mark always has to be a thing. Always, always, always. I think it would really to keep our fisheries intact. Well, I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say it's necessary to keep our fisheries intact. You know what it is at the end of the day is private landowners that don't want people on their land, and they see some guy walking across their land, but he's standing in the river, is a problem to them. Most landowners in Montana, I promise you that are Montanans through and through, they might be annoyed about it, but guess what? They go, I understand, you know, the guy's doing his thing. I mean, this is left field, but look at the mentality in in Yellowstone, the TV show, where he's fishing in the river, and she comes up to him, and she's like, well, it's on our land, it's our river, get the hell out of here. Like, yeah. Another inaccuracy from the show Yellowstone because that's illegal and because it's in Montana. Right, but she's wrong. You know, I'm saying there's a lot of people out there oh, with that 100%, mentality. hundred percent. They'll come. They'll probably come and harass you instantly for sure, and yeah. make you not want to come back there. But it's like, yeah, it's and and that's a lot of people got to stand on the line of it's 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 our right that we're going to do it, and then a lot of people get kind of nasty with it. But sometimes you have to. Um, I I think this is a direct. I'd hate to say that that a lot of the people voting for this are because it benefits them with their relationship with wealthy landowners. Um, but as someone that gets to, I don't know, I'm on the hunting side of things, so I don't really understand. Like, I've never been in a situation where um, I've I've known of a landowner that doesn't want someone to fish. I know they're out there. I've been there because of, uh, like, you think of like the Bozeman rivers and the and the Great Falls rivers that you're used to and. Stuff like that is a lot down here. We don't. I don't feel like we really have. I mean, the Yellowstone's so big. It's the longest undammed river in the world. Like, it's it's so like people. I don't know. Like, I just don't really think of the Yellowstone being. And then like the Bighorn is the most of us through the reservation. So I mean, so a lot of the rivers around here. It's like uh, I don't really see that problem. But there's a couple. Like uh, there's a local one that was like a secret spot of ours. That a couple times I've been kind of nervous that if I wasn't in the right, you know, area. Well. Let me say that, like, I stay in the water because I'm nervous that if I touch any of the dry land, even though I know I'm well below the watermark, it's kind of in the in the country. And I, I don't want to get shot. The country. So, I don't know. I just, I'm glad that it went to where it's at. But can you pull up for me? Um, these are the, we're going to show you the people that voted for and against this. Um these are the people that you need to contact in your in your local cities and stuff. Uh, I don't know if we can zoom in on that or not, but down at the bottom of the picture. Um, yeah, here we go. Here, yeah. So this is what we're looking at as far as the ones that voted for, um, for and against. Um, 
clearly, let's see here. Um, yeah, these are the people in your communities. We've got Thompson Falls. I can't really, is it Ekalaka? Eureka. Eureka, sorry. Uh, Big Timber, Great Falls, Sean's Homeland. He needs to go back home and do some some politician stuff. Kalispell. Wait, whoa, whoa, wait. What does that say? There's... Uh, it's, it's, that's a that's a cancel out right there. Go underneath that. Uh, one, I, two more down. Yeah, I know. But oh, that's, that's a cancel a, out. That's a cancel okay. out. Come on. Well, I don't see any billings on there. So that's two for Great Falls, there, Shawnee boy. Um. So yeah, the, these are the people that if uh, you want to speak out to your senators and stuff, these are the people they're voting to that's take. That's surprising to me, right there. Uh, which one? Malta. That is surprising. Uh, well, that's got to be the Muscle Show. What? Where's Malta? Like East to Haver. I thought it. What well, would that be no, then? No, no, no. Missouri? Yeah, probably. Well, what am I thinking of? I don't know what you're thinking of. I thought of. Malta was the Muscle Show. No, the Muscle Shell's our neck of the woods, homegirl. Regardless. Um, so, yeah, here, here, if you guys want to check this out, that's surprising. And make some contacts. Yeah, Big Timber, that's going to be the Boulder, huh? So, so yeah, that's been solved for now, but uh, it's going to come up again. It's going to keep, I've never, I, I've heard of this in the past too, but it seems like this was the closest we had uh, something like this come to fruition. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we got to talk about it. Malta's um, got to be like the Milk River, huh? I don't know. That's, don't a, know. that's a great, that's a part of Montana I'm not really familiar with. Um, so yeah, Sean now wants to, we're going to have a little fun at the end here. We had some, Lots of tangents, but now Sean wants to... We're bringing it back. We had some mixed reviews on trivia in the past. With it ending in most people saying, why did you quit doing it? So Sean Sean has got a version of it. It's not really trivia. It kind of is, but the thing is, is I basically have developed this to a um, category cell, and I'm going to ask you guys. Weekly. Weekly. Not maybe weekly, maybe bi-weekly. Yeah, what category you guys would like to participate in? Um, and it's shorter, so people aren't like yeah. having to listen to trivia for twenty minutes. Yeah, right. So basically, <laughs> the categories I got for you guys that you guys could choose from are: we're gonna go with. Uh, and are we? We're going against each other. Yes, technically. Um, obviously, the person with most, you know, answers more questions. The most knowledgeable guy in the room. Yeah. So right now, what we have. Four categories are outdoors. We have uh, snowmobiling. We have fishing is its own category here. And then last but not least, we have NFL. So where would you guys like to go? What can outdoors. I what can I demolish on Ramsey right now? <laughs> <laughs> um the only thing we, we pick it, we Ramsey. pick it or you pick it. No, you pick you guys pick the category. Oh, let's do NFL. Let's 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 change the patience. Fishing. fishing. <laughs> NFL Ramsey's gonna get destroyed. Do you want to do NFL? Fine. <laughs> how how are you feeling going in NFL? The previous talk is the only reason I said anything, but Well, I know, but how are you feeling going in NFL? Not great. No? This dude watches think... fucking sports center like twenty four seven. That's not true. All right. We can do some we'll do this. I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> if he's not listening to our podcast, he's listening to NFL podcast. So True. basically, how I'm gonna how I'm gonna do this is, and Solo Hunter, Jeez. shout out, M- fucking Remy Warren, my boy. I have 
a total of technically I have a total of five points here with three questions. That's all it is. So do we need a buzzer? No, because these questions are fairly difficult. So I can't see. I can't read. All right, that do the fast. shot without dragging on. Let's okay. Go. Anyway, so basically what I'm going to do is the first one may be the hardest, may not be. So how it's going to work is essentially I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give a number and it's receiving yards, okay? Receiving yards in a single season. And I'm going to need you guys to tell me somebody in that season that comes the closest to this number, if not this guy. It's a, it's a, it's an actual guy with a certain number. Um, Fuck. But you're going to have to give it to me. Does that right, make sense? All right, shoot it. Shoot okay. It. So I want to know in the season 2011. Oh, good God. Who had closest to, or this guy, total receiving yards of 959? Who won the Super oh, Bowl that year? God. Uh, Giants? Or no? That was seven and nine. That would have been the Saints. Sean. What? Who won the Super Bowl that year? Oh, nine? Who was the Saints? No, 11. 11. Oh. 11 was the Saints. Uh, yes. The Packers. The, the, it was the. Or no, Jesus Christ. Over the Colts. Let me just, let me just look this up for you. Or was guys. that when the Packers played the Steelers? I'm really, I'm really letting down. Don't. I got, I got it. The right problem now. is I'm sitting next to one of the guys in here. I don't actually know this. Because this would be, would be this for the 11th season or the? Yeah, the 11th season. So it'd be the 12th Super Bowl. Well, if I, yeah. It was the Green Bay Packers. Beat okay. Pittsburgh. Beat Pittsburgh, okay. Yeah. So give, I, I, that's all I need. To, I, if you guys get this guy, it's a bonus of a point. Whoever, basically what I'm going to do is whoever gives me a guy, I know his I know his receiving yards for that year. Whoever's closer wins the point. So it's potential that there's someone with more yards than that that year. Easily, I think Jeez. the the leader of that Bro, year. I will give you this. Game. I'll give you the. Do you want me to give you the top three? No, no I'm just gonna. Good. We're just gonna shoot, man. I just yeah. okay. I'll give no you, more give. I'll give you the number. I'll names. give you the number one guy that year was Larry Fitzgerald at fourteen hundred and eleven yards. Okay, it was number one. Okay. God, I don't even know. Jordy Nelson. You're gonna throw Jordy Nelson down. Is that your final answer? Mm -hmm. I don't even have a name. I might have been a mistake. He might have been playing back then. It's gonna do be someone a... just, just do someone like uh, Randy Moss. That's who I was gonna say. <laughs> really? Yeah, Randy uh, Moss. Randy Moss. This this is ridiculous for me right now. So neither of you guess the actual guy. That's fine. The actual person. With this yards is Julio Derek Jones. Decker. Oh, that was a, that would have been an easy guess. Julio Jones. Um, now this is gonna take some deciphering for me to do, so we're gonna have to do this at the end because I got through all this. You want me to look it up? I'm looking it up right now. You guys, like, Randy Moss, I know is out. How do you know he's out? There's no chance. Bruh. What year did he play for? Uh, was it not eleven or the year before that he played for the Patriots? And like demolish like records, crazy records. <clears throat> See, Sean, you got to have some, you got to have some talk going on for. Uh... <laughs> he sat out in 2011. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean he sat out? Was it 2010 that he balled? 
Okay, so I'm gonna give Riley these points. Was he? Was, it's I'm, 2010. I'm partially concerned that Jordy Nelson wasn't in the NFL yet. 2011. Well, yeah, whatever season that was. I'm just. I was just trying to think back to when he was like good. And uh, when did I, he I think come I into the NFL? I think I overshot it. Guess I was. Yeah, he was drafted in 2008. Oh, okay, I'm good. Well, yeah. what, you, what was his season stats? I'm loving Six thirteen. Yeah. Mm. Wait. Rally gets that point because my player sat out. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, I got Sean, zero on that. Roll on. So roll on, 18-wheeler. So why don't you guys, if you can tell me, this is a little bonus thing here, if you can tell me who was number two on that list in 2011 for Jesus receivers. Christ, Sean. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald was one. Uh, was it a Steeler? No. I... Uh, I'm not going to give you the team, but it was the Colts. No, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a brat or a fuck. Steve Smith still playing in 2011. Yeah, he was a baller too. That's my guess. Steve Smith. He saw the sheet. It's okay. I didn't see shit. Yeah, you liar. Yeah, that was uh, Cam Newton's rookie year. All right, I'll give him one. I'll give him one point. All right, on to number two here. Why do you guys always think I'm cheating? I don't think you're cheating. I just. I thought it was actually a crazy guess. Okay, most, most quarterback rushing yards in a season all time. Who holds that record? Will Fields. Who's Will Fields? Michael Vick. Who is Will Fields? He's the quarterback for the Bears this year. Did did he not? Justin Fields? Oh, Justin Fields. (laughs) My bad. Sorry, Justin Fields. Are you sure on that? Are you pretty, sure? Pretty sure. Pretty sure he positive. broke it this year. Okay. What do you think? Mike Vick. Number three? Number two. Oh, shit. He just beat Mike Vick's record at number two. Oh, who's number one then? Number one is Lamar Jackson in 2019. That guy is a loser. So that's zero. We're not getting into that tonight. You were close, though. Anyway. Sorry, why gone. did I say Will Fields? Uh, you know, that's a kid I went to. I played football with in Dylan. Mm. <laughs> Crazy. Last question here. You're tied at one. Small trivia here. <sighs> Most interceptions as a quarterback in the 2008 season go. It's going to be Tom Brady. One more. Th- oh, he threw them. Yeah. He I thought threw. he said they got them. I'm like, what kind of question is this? Most uh, interceptions of what year? 2008. Um, ben Roethlisberger. Tom Brady, because I know how much you hate him. No. Look at this shitty. I'll give you guys each one more guess for the final answer. Oh, we were both wrong? Yes. Uh, Peyton Manning. Eli Manning. No, one more answer each out of you. Jesus. Come on. Uh, Drew Brees. Riley, you got to dig deep here. I know okay, you know fine, this fine, answer. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Brett Favre. Uh, Name a quarterback in 2008. Brett Favre is literally known for having the most interceptions in the history of the NFL. So, you can name another quarterback in 2008. Seriously, like most of any quarterback that's going through your head right now Matt probably Hasselback, played in 2008. Philip Rivers. I doubt it. Philip Rivers. It was Brett Favre. Yeah, see, told you. See, why'd, like, you st- why'd you make me struggle like that it, when you already st- answered st- it? Statistically known. Yeah, he is. For being the guy. But didn't he also throw like the most passes per game? 
I have no idea. But he's also like a scumbag now. So yeah. Uh, wow. That that I I made it difficult for you guys. That was an interesting return of uh, Ramsey, some sort comeback of question. I actually have one. <laughs> All right, to tie the game back up, who was number three in receiving yards in 2011? I will tell you right now, it was not a receiver. Oh, uh, Rob Gronkowski. That is correct. That was a good guess. Football game. I was going to say Danny Woodhead. Wow. Final question, Damn. just to tie it off. Darren's both Sproles. get it wrong, Riley wins. <laughs> He's just going to throw out Darren Sproles. <laughs> Here we go. He's actually in the top. I believe it. Yeah. All right. So, this is just the tiebreaker if one, if Ramsey or one of you guys... Oh, that was the tiebreaker. I already I won. Know. I know you did, but if neither of you guys Remember get Remember when I was question, the commissioner of trivia? If neither of you guys get this right, it's happened. okay. Who holds the uh, most uh, rushing touchdowns in a season, Gil? Rushing touchdowns? Rushing touchdowns. LT. Um, please say someone that's not even in the top 10. <laughs> Austin Eckler? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think. Trent Richardson? <coughs> Clinton Portis. There yeah. you go. You went right ahead and got the one guy that's not even in the top 10. Yeah, that's true. I was right anyway. Do you know, actually, just a quick question for you. Do you know who actually holds the most all-time touchdowns as a running back? What do you mean? All time touchdowns as a running back. Team. Oh, and like, yeah, like total. career. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm changing my answer. Who? Adrian Peterson. No. I was right. He's got to be in the top. Yeah. Time. LT was the right answer. Guys, you want to know something really embarrassing on why I know these? I've played many, a many, a many, a many, a many, a many, a many franchise seasons of Madden. And I always try to see about breaking records, yeah. so I know almost have them memorized. Do you know? Do, can you answer my question though? The most rushing touchdowns ever of all time as a running back. Why do I not know this one? I know rushing yards was Emmitt Smith. It's twenty-two thousand. Okay. Uh, rushing touchdowns. Why do I want to say if it's not Frank Gore? No. Now, Frank Gore has a, like 99 or questionably 100. It's not Adrian Peterson. No, he's 129. It's 199. No, it's not. Is that is that right, receiving touchdowns? That's no, actually receiving the highest receiving touchdowns Jerry is 208 Rice. by Jerry Rice. Yeah. Jerry Rice also has the receiving yards. Yeah. Touchdowns. Let's No, he's like he didn't have enough like, seasons. He's like low. It's got to be someone that had a lot of seasons but was also good for that. I, I I honestly I I don't know why I'm drawing a blank here. You should know this, Riley. Come on. Is it like one of the old heads? No. Kind of. Not really. Uh I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna keep people waiting for that. You're just gonna have to tell me. You said his name already. In this conversation. Played for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Emmett Smith's got the receiving, the rushing, and the yeah. touchdowns. Wow, you know it's close behind him. I did just to drag this on a little bit. <laughs> close behind. Sean wants to play this game so bad. Close behind him. Uh, real close. He's Adrian a, Peterson. No, he's a Ram. Oh, Marshall Fall. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, we're going to continue this NFL game after the podcast. For now, we're going to end things. Uh, give us some feedback. Let us know if you like doing ending the podcast with a little bit of as like half trivia, but it's uh. That's a little fun. A little guessing game for everybody involved. Um, check out all the things that we talked about on this podcast. We'll be next. We'll be back next week with a new guest. 
Um, I think we're guests for the rest of the month. Believe so. Um, we have one guest we've got to reschedule for the 15th time, but we're going to try and get them uh, set up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so next week we've got a guest. Check that out um, for now. Thanks for joining. We'll catch you on the next one. See you later. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. Hey, if you're looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and Facebook and YouTube at Bull Mountain Brothers. Also, don't forget to check out our B&B store at bullmountainbrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.